Hello, I'm Oliver Colling, and this is my 70s TV childhood. Welcome back to the podcast which celebrates growing up in the UK during the 1970s and the central part television played in my and my contemporaries' childhood. It's a story that's well worth telling, and lots of you have been in touch to tell me what memories the show has been bringing back for you, particularly when, at the time of recording this episode, we're into further restrictions on movement in England, and the nights are getting longer. Well, The least I can hope is that I can bring you 20 to 30 minutes which will brighten up your day. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we've covered in the series to date and to hear what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. You can let me know on our blog at www.my70stvchildhood.com Tweet at 70stvchildhood or email me, Oliver at my70stvchildhood.com If you were listening to our recent episode looking at sport, you may have heard me and my guest, sports media executive Ross, go off on a bit of a tangent when we started to talk about two favourite programmes of ours, both of which featured horses as a central theme. If you didn't hear it, here's a little reminder. The White Horses was very similar as well and I was very captured by the theme music uh, as I think many people were many people can recite you know the the theme tune oh that's lovely lovely memories and the uh, yes the theme tune to White Horses I remember that very well I've no idea what happened in any of the episodes no I I know none of the storylines I I can picture the girl and her uncle who, who ran the stud farm I did. I did pull out the lyrics though to White Horses. If you want to, if you want to hear those, because these will these will take you back. Absolutely. Um, and 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 you'll hear the theme tune in your head as I'm saying them. <laughs> Hopefully, on White Horses, let me ride away to my world of dreams so far away. Let me run to the sun. <laughs> so when I can only see the grey of a sad and very lonely day, that's when I softly sigh. On white horses, snowy white horses, let me ride away. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. As I say, I can imagine all of our listeners, the, the tune will be going through their heads now, probably for the rest of the day. Yeah, probably best I don't sing it. Are there any other programs that stick in your mind? Well, just on the theme of, of, of black and white and foreign and, and great theme music as well is Champion the Wonder Horse. That, again... You know, Amer- American programming, when, when you look at what we were watching when we were very young, American programming wasn't a big part of that for me. So I guess shows like Champion first introduced me to the big vistas of the American West, big skies, big, big mountain ranges. Again, not really following the storylines that much, but my goodness me, every time the theme music came on and you saw Champion thundering across the... Uh, the savannah it was something that i always tuned into that again was a great 
a great show with a great uh, theme tune. I've got here as well, if you want to hear it. Go on. Now, you'll, you'll hear again the music in your head. Like a streak of lightning flashing across the sky, like the swiftest arrow whizzing from a bow, like a mighty cannonball, he seems to fly. You'll hear about him everywhere you go. The time will come when everyone will know the name the of champion, the wonder horse. <laughs> Whilst my discussion with Ross has prompted some listeners to share their memories of sport on TV during the 1970s, just as many of you have replied on the subject of horses. I think that I may not have realised what a big thing horses were in the TV diet I grew up on, but many of you have some great equine memories which you've been recounting. I spoke to one of our listeners who got in touch a little earlier. And I'm now joined by one of our listeners, Carol, who's joining us from Dorking. Carol, hello and welcome to My 70s TV Childhood. Hi, Oliver. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to our chat. Oh, it's lovely to have you here. Now, thinking back to your 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 childhood, whereabouts mm. did you grow up? Well, I have a bit of an eclectic past, to be fair, but my childhood from the age of zero to 11, was spent in a tiny, tiny fishing village up in the West Highlands of Scotland. So it was a very, very quiet, peaceful place where literally everybody knew who you were and and who you belonged to. So a fairly free and easy childhood, I would say. Oh, that sounds lovely. So what was that like growing up on the west coast of Scotland? Cold and wet, mostly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we did have quite a bit of time indoors, although mum usually had to drag us indoors because we were quite outdoorsy. And it was a fishing village. So nowadays, I I would say that parents would be a little bit nervous of their children running around the quayside and, you know, fish everywhere and all the unkeen things that we know of now kind of thing and also it was at the foot of a a beautiful set of hills so you know we would we could easily go off for the entire day and mum wouldn't even know really where we were but felt perfectly at ease with that everybody was there to keep you safe and and we just had a really really happy time just running around being kids really oh it sounds idyllic I know the west of Scotland reasonably well and I guess mm-hmm. it's one of these places, it's lovely to be a small child there. It probably yeah. probably gets a little bit dull when you become a teenager and you're, you're, not, you're in the middle of nowhere. But uh, it sounds yeah. like an idyllic, idyllic place to spend your childhood. It, it was, it was lovely. And like I say, it was very cold and wet most of the time. <laughs> Although then you've got the summers where you are plagued with midges up on that coast. And so, but, oh. but you know, it, it didn't really bother you as a child, did it? Anything like that, the cold, the wet, you know, it, it was irrelevant almost you know so thinking back we obviously we're all about um, not only the growing up in the 1970s but about the television mm. how television played a part in our lives mm. what memories do you have of television during that time well from the age of sort of uh, i would think about seven or eight i was obsessed with horses mm. so things and I, I was talking to my husband about it actually the other night and and I wonder if my obsession at that time was because we didn't have any. I can't remember (laughs) seeing a horse in real life until I went to boarding school at the age of 11. So from sort of 7 to 11, anything horsey 
was a complete obsession for me. So I loved things like Follyfoot is one that I remember. Oh, quickly. yes. And mainly because of the cruelty involved in that program, I think. Mm. And I couldn't conceive of these beautiful creatures and and them being treated so badly by humans you know I couldn't understand how a human being would do that so wanting to kind of I don't know make things better in a way when I was 11 then uh, being able to ride and and joining a stable and, and looking after a horse and that kind of thing and the other key thing was Black Beauty for me because it was, I mean, it was, again, I'm sure iconic for a lot of people of our yes. age. Um, you know, that again, that theme tune was so mm. exciting. You know, when you heard that, I can remember the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. You know, that this beautiful horse in the opening scene just galloping through fields. And, yeah, so they were my obsessions. Horses, um, definitely. No, it's interesting. I remember. I remember Follyfoot because, um, mm. and you're talking about doing doing good and being good for the horses and so on. Because I seem to remember the central character in that was a a girl who wanted to be yes. to, with horses. Yeah, um, I can't. Was her name Dora? Dora, I think Dora. it was. I think it was. Dora. Yeah, I, uh, it was. I don't think it was Flora, and maybe that's because I had an auntie called Flora <laughs> who, you know, maybe I associated with that. But I. I, I think it was I think Dora. It was Dora. And I can't remember who played Dora, but I do remember that one of the one of the farmhands was Arthur English. Do you remember him? Yes. He was the sort yes. of kindly, the kindly one who wasn't too cool to horses, I don't think. No, no, no. There were, I mean, there were a lot of characters in the program that were very kind to the horses, which yes. is, you know, you know, which was a good thing. You saw the nice side of it, but um, yeah, it it was it was one of those things that. When I've started listening to your your podcast, and you know, it, it, everything brings back a memory of something mm. else, you know. And I can't remember which of your podcasts it was, but I just suddenly Follyfoot just popped into my head for some reason, and I haven't thought about it for tens of years. You know, it's it's just it's been um, a cathartic listen. Oh, so that's nice. That's program. nice to hear. Yeah, um, really lots of programs about horses. I mean, I think similar to you, I I didn't see much in the way of horses when I was growing up. I seem yes. to remember at one point because I grew up in in a town in Warrington, and I seem right. to remember at one point, probably influenced by either Follyfoot and or Black Beauty, saying, mm. "Wouldn't it be nice to have a horse?" At which point, my mm. parents went very quiet and just sort of, uh, yeah. So there a couple of things to that yeah. that I didn't realise at the time. Having a horse in the middle of the town probably wasn't a good idea. And secondly, no. um, unbeknownst to most small children, horses are ruinously expensive to keep. Yes, they are. They are. So <laughs> One I was. Of the um, happiest days of your life is, is buying your first horse, and <laughs> the second happiest is selling it, I think. <laughs> and I <laughs> they remember. Don't earn you much. I remember Follyfoot had a great theme tune as well mm, um, The Lightning Tree. Yeah, Grow, Grow the Lightning Tree. Yes, yeah. And I, I can't remember what that had to do with the programme, other than there was a tree on the farm that had been hit by lightning. But I don't really I, – I wonder where that theme tune came from, whoever wrote I it. Think that, I think that was probably it, the fact that one of the yeah. features of the farm was this lightning tree. Somebody written a good song about it. Yeah. If, if any listeners do know, please let me know. Yeah, it would be really Carol and I would love to know. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the Black Beauty theme tune was amazing. And I think that was also, I think in, in, in the 70s, the programmes themselves, when you look back on them now, 
with a couple of exceptions. They weren't brilliant. They weren't they weren't as intelligent and as cleverly put together as programs for children are now. They were just very simple in the main. I think Black Beauty actually was a was quite a gothic kind of dark sort of thing really. But hmm. the music I think was quite integral. You always knew when there was a tense scene coming because the music changed and <laughs> and you know and it got you quite sitting on the edge of your seat thinking what on earth is going to happen now you know yes um so music i think in these programs were quite important actually. absolutely absolutely so what other memories did you have so again living as i did in a very sheltered very happy village i i was keen obviously not just on the horses but of travel and and my grandfather my papa was a captain on a private well, we'd call it a yacht nowadays. Oh. Back in those days, I don't think I don't think it was a very grand one. But anyway, he used to go off travelling, you know, and and I used to always go down to the quayside to wave him goodbye. And I used to think, where is he going? You know, what exciting things was he going to see? And and that came from programs like Robinson Crusoe. You know, the the, the idea yes. that this this guy went to live on this deserted island and he built himself an amazing fort i remember but he couldn't build a chair i do remember <laughs> i do remember silly things like that watching him trying to build a chair my father was a carpenter so you know building a chair to me was a, was a simple thing but anyway and i used to wave goodbye to my papa not feeling trepidatious that he was going to get in a shipwreck but just a what was he going to see? Who was he going to meet? What adventures was he going to get into? What I know now is that he didn't really go further than Glasgow. So I think the Crinan Canal was about the most <laughs> exciting part of the world that he saw. But in my head as a child, as a seven, eight-year-old, he was he was going to do these amazing things. And um, so I was keen on programmes about travel. So the Swiss Family Robinson was another one. That, that latterly kind of got me quite excited about, you know, how, how great would it be to just be in a foreign country and build a new life for yourself? So, yeah, that, that kind of thing got me going as a child. Well, that's lovely. It's lovely, particularly the bit about travelling. Lovely story mm. about your grandfather there. Mm. Anything else that you, you remember particularly? The innocence, I suppose, of... of the programs that were on not just the ones that i've spoken about now but you know things that i think you've touched on before like you're not a fan of andy pandy but i you know and, and bill and ben and all those other things and then you had the informative ones that when i went to boarding school we were we weren't allowed to watch much television so so there's a lot of educational things that we could watch that they deemed as educational but Lost in Space was another one that I and, it, and when I was thinking about what to chat to you about um, today, I, 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 that kind of came into my my head about um, the naivety of, of the filming and and you know the the robot um, that clearly had somebody inside the piece of equipment. You know, it wasn't um, the the scenery. You know, shaking and the same bits of kit being used for 20 different jobs <laughs> um, because they couldn't afford to get a new piece of kit every time they filmed something. So, so yeah, the naivety and, and the innocence of it all was just, is a, is a memory for me. 
So for those that don't remember Lost in Space, can you give us a quick quick introduction? Yeah, so so it was a, it was in colour, which was I think Black Beauty, I think was in colour as well. But mm. there still weren't that many. We did have a colour TV. We were that you know that lucky. But there was still a lot of because a lot of the programmes were being reshowed. And again, mm. I think you've touched on that on previous episodes. But so summer holidays were full of of the same old stuff. But Lost in Space was in colour, which was, you know, and it was American, so it wasn't dubbed, mm. which was another great novelty, really, for those early years. And it was about a family who were sent on a, I think it was taken from the same book as the Swiss family Robinson. Mm. So I, I think, and I think they were the Robinson family. Right. Or were they? Oh, I think they were. Anyway, off they went on their five-year trip to some outer planet as a family and somebody sabotaged the spaceship Um, but he got trapped on board the spaceship so he wasn't supposed to be there and because he was on there his weight and I have to say he was a tiny little man anyway his weight took them completely off course so they ended up being lost in space and the robot and, and the saboteur had, had quite a very uh, comedic relationship. Let's put it that way. They, they didn't like one another. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's some good memories there. Space featured quite a lot, I seem to remember, in, in 1970s programming. I mean, yeah. It's, um, yeah. I do remember when I was at, when I just started junior school, coming home and being really, really incredulous to the fact that there were men on the moon at that point. I know. Yeah, well, just I, looking I up into the sky. Thing. It was like the final frontier, wasn't it? This mm. famous Star Trek um, quote, space was the final frontier. Until, by the way, you got with um, Jacques Cousteau, and then it was all about undersea, and, and you know, that did you, I don't know if you ever watched um, the Jacques Cousteau programmes, the documentaries. I did, yes. Yeah, they were fascinating. Yeah, it was, Yeah. And for me, I think I'm quite a nosy person inherently. So all these things, the travel, foreign travel, the travel into outer space, and then the travel down beneath the sea, all of that was was from my um, nosiness, I think. I just wanted to know, you know, not that the grass was green on the other side, but I just wanted to know about what, what was going on. Quite an inquisitive child. Yeah, fascinating, right? There's a, there's a wider world out there than the west of Scotland. Quite, yeah, and I've been very lucky to have seen a lot of it um, now in my later years, but yeah, certainly it was there from the beginning, I think, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, thanks, Carol. Thanks for sharing those memories with us. Really, really interesting. And oh, a great pleasure. Particularly... I really enjoyed doing it, actually. It's been um, a very nice trip down my memory lane. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us on My 70s TV Childhood, and, and thanks for listening as well. Oh, you're more than welcome. I I look forward to it every week. Thank you very much, Oliver. Some lovely memories there from Carol. I was particularly touched by her recollections of growing up on the west coast of Scotland and waving her grandfather off as he set sail on yet another adventure even if it was only as far as Glasgow. So what was this about these horses? And why do these horse-themed shows have such great theme tunes? 
Ross reminded us of white horses and champion the wonder horse, whereas Carol brought back memories of the iconic theme tune to Black Beauty and the fabulous Follyfoot theme. Grow, grow the lightning tree, never give up so easily, lightning tree. Uh, I'm going off again. Anyway, let me hear your memories, horse-related or otherwise, by going to our blog at www.my70stvchildhood.com, tweeting at 70stvchildhood, or emailing me, oliver at my70stvchildhood.com. We've got some very exciting episodes in production. Well, that sounds very grand, doesn't it? As I've been chatting to some fascinating people with all sorts of different memories of childhood in the 1970s. So keep listening and ideally subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all of the other wonderful hosting sites out there. So that's all for now. Hope you all stay safe. And join us again soon for more from My 70s TV Childhood. If you've enjoyed listening, want to support the show you can do so by visiting my patreon site at www.patreon forward slash oliver colling where you'll find details of our membership tiers for two pounds a month you can join the tufty club get a shout out on a future episode and learn how to cross the road safely even when your mummy and daddy aren't there or for five pounds a month you can be a blue peter badge member and as well as getting a shout-out, you can be a guest on a future episode and stroke Petra, Patch, Shep, Jason and Goldie and see Freed of the Tortoise's hibernation box. All memberships are totally flexible and be cancelled at any time. My sincere thanks for your support.